Hey, what's up, everybody? And we're live here at Eastern Current, episode number 15. Uh, got a great show lined up for you. Uh, Judson is just logging into Facebook there so he can help keep up with the comments. Yes, um, I am. So you'll, you'll see Pierre has jumped on and said, hey, yo, what's up? This is going to be such a great Hey, yo, this is going to be such a great episode. We've had so much uh, fun in the pre-show uh, just talking to Ryan uh, and we really, he was trying to tell us some stories we letting, wouldn't let him tell us because we're like, dude, we got to save it for the show. But loads of stories, one of the fishiest guys ever met. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But before we do, are you ready, Johnson? I'm going to bring you a little I am face ready to Boom. rock and roll. There we Sorry, go. Sorry, guys. I forgot to grab my hat right before we went live. So, so you got to look at my bald head today. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do a fun giveaway tonight. We're not going to do Catch of the Week. We're still trying to get caught up, shipping all that stuff out. Uh, because once again, this isn't our full-time gig by any means. It's something We've fun that we do. pretty busy. And so we are trying to coordinate picking and drop you know dropping stuff anyway we're still working on that but we are going to give away since we're going to be talking about speckled trout we're going to do a this is our first of a four-part series that we're going to do so we got ryan on tonight and then on the on october 1st that's not our next show is it is it yeah oh my gosh yeah so october October. 1st we're going to have on christopher bush from he's actually from texas uh talking about trophy trout and then we got a couple more shows lined up so we're gonna do a four-part series but to kick it off i have a company called fish tumbler and so we've designed these cool fish i guess you can kind of see it on there uh just these fish skin tumblers if you will so my wife digitally painted these i'm gonna give one of these away tonight but you can't win it just by commenting you can only win and be qualified to win by sharing and then we're going to give this away and we'll ship it right to you um you know after the show but we're going to give it away at the end of the broadcast and so that's sharing our facebook show on this your show right now page yeah. on your facebook page right now yeah because we're going to pick from the thing that says shared and we're we should probably bring that up again in a little bit as some yeah, more people hop on yeah we'll bring it up a couple more times so that's a that's a cool this is 20 ounces keeps you drink hot and cold all that stuff you guys know at the same time it's crazy at the same time it's one of those magical magical cups so yeah let us know where you guys are watching from we got cliff on already man what's up cliff and landon ray landon ray's on there happy birthday ryan maybe we'll get to, we'll save the happy birthdays for when ryan's actually yeah we're, we will we will he's sitting on the couch where we told him like you cannot don't talk. say a word are you gonna get judy chopped right in the throat <laughs> so anyway so he, he's on here so yeah so you guys go check it out go um I don't know what else they need to do. Online stores and online stores. Uh, yeah, podcast. go buy some stuff off off the store. It it does really help us. We're not we're not trying to make any money. We have a lot of fun doing this, and um, you know we, we're just we just really want to do this because we enjoy the, creating this community of people um, in this area to fit that they can talk fishing together. And uh, we just we re, we want to just give away right now. We're not we're not trying yeah. to make anything from this. So. We do have a couple subscriptions of software and different things, different little payments that come up for this. And and if you buy a shirt or a hat, you're like helping with a month of paying to do this podcast. Absolutely. So um, our expenses aren't high, but it definitely helps. And uh, you can check that out. Billy. Um, oh, what's up? <laughs> I was like, Uh-oh. I just completely forgot gonna, what I was going to say. He's putting me on the spot here. So anyway, guys. So, yeah. So go check all that stuff out. <laughs> and then, I have no idea what he's going to say. If you think of it, feel free to share. Uh, but until then, I'm going to bring up the sponsors and let you give them a little bit of a shout out. Yeah, definitely. Boom. There they are. All right. We got Seato. If you hit a sandbar or you dump your boat out on the concrete, they you can want, help you. You want those guys. You want them. You want them. You want them. And we're going to give you a little bit of a discount. If you just mentioned Eastern Current when you when you sign up, we're not going to give it to you. Cito is going to give it to you. The discount. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> AFCO, um, incredible uh, on-the-water gear as well as some lifestyle clothing 
and uh, Marshware as well. Great stuff. Thorpe Creative, anything creative, everything creative. Thorpe Creative. I just made that up for him. <laughs> Smoothie King. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to pay you some marketing dollars. <laughs> Smoothie King uh, is the best smoothies in Wilmington, hands down. If you argue with me, I will shut you down. Eastern you Angling, <laughs> one of the lousiest guide services around. Oh, come on, um, come on. Call them up if you're if you uh, if you like a good boat ride. And I strike fishing, um, definitely my favorite jigs um, to throw. Yeah, you, you, do, you should definitely you bring our sponsors on from now on because you do a much better job of it. No, dude, you did great, man. Sito, <laughs> you don't want to be on the qualified captains. So make don't. sure you call them first. <laughs> make sure you got them on speed yeah. dial so they can get you off that sandbar quick. Awesome, man. And dude, another fun thing that I have delved, dove, delved, dove, I have gotten into this past like six weeks is, is that I get my real estate license. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank boy. You. So super, super excited about that. So if you want to buy, sell, invest in real estate, get in touch with me, I'm sure the company I'm going to be working with, uh, KBT Realty under Keller Williams, they're going to they actually, we're, we're talking today. They're like, Hey, we want to promote, you know, sponsor your guys show. Like how do we be a part of it? So who knows? We're, we're going to work out something with those guys to, you know, either do some giveaways or do some stuff like that. So if you guys are looking for any of that stuff, Hit me up. I work with the number one team in Wilmington under Keller Williams, which is the number one real estate company in the world. I had to do that, man. I just had, I was so excited. No, for sure. People. Billy has been, Billy so, is the number one hustler. He's literally hustler. doing it all. And he just has so much passion for business and, and, uh, and, and working and he works harder than anybody I know. So well, dude, I just want to help, you know, I just want to help people. And that's just for sure. We, we, I think you're going to kill it in the real estate yeah, game. We are really helped by, um, our real estate agent, which is the guy I'm, I'm going to work with this. Company. And here's something I'm going to throw so, out right now. If you buy a house through Billy, <laughs> I will give you a free fishing trip. <laughs> oh, and you just heard it right there. If you can free fishing house, trip, if you buy a house through Billy buy or sell, or just give me a, a lot, a lot, a lot of cash. He's going to take you on a free trip. Yep. Yep. And I'll even go with you on that trip. No, you will not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, and once again, if you're just tuning in, be sure to share this broadcast for a chance to win one of these 20-ounce tumblers uh, that is digitally painted. My wife did these digitally paintings, uh, digital paintings a while ago, and so we just put them on these cups. Uh, and we're going to be sending one of those. It's fishtumbler.com. We got some other ones on there. I don't really promote that website too much, but yeah, it's, some, he's got some, some awesome fun. designs. What, what other des, uh, designs uh, do you we have? We got like a brook trout. We got um, that mermaid design right there. Oh, yeah. Um, so that one's pretty cool. Merman. Uh, I, can't, I don't know if that one's on there or not. But anyway, got, got some on there. It's no big For sure. Deal. And that's just go share this on your page right that's now it. so other people can hop on and check it out. And we're beginning to wait. Let's see who's joining us real quick. Forrest Gray said, uh, uh, he's been trying to order a hoodie for a month or a sweatshirt, and that is correct because he wanted a, a one that was a little different color. So I just haven't worked out the details <laughs> once again. Uh, of course, I'm going to get with you tomorrow. I, I'm going to put it on my to-do list. I'm going to get with you. Oh, tomorrow. he's putting gonna, a date on it. We're going to finalize this thing, and and next week I'll share. Well, you won't get it before next week, but when you do get it, we'll share a picture of you wearing it. We will in 80 degree weather. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man, let's not wait any longer. Let's get this joker on let's here. Let's do it. Let's get him on. Where's he at? Hold on. I got to find him. Dun, 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 dun. The birthday dun, dun, dun. boy himself, Ryan Christofferson. Ryan Christofferson. There he is. Right on camera. How you doing, man? I'm doing are you related good. to How Chris Christofferson? I am not. Okay. Hold on a second. Are we talking about the like Winnie the Pooh, Chris Christofferson? Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. I'm like, I bet you never heard of Winnie the Pooh joke. Spelled different. Spelled totally different. Yeah. You don't he even... spells this with a K. Yeah, he's but you guys, of, it's Ryan's birthday. It's Ryan's birthday. It is, uh, but I'm happy to be here. So, I mean, 
for I sure. Like talking fishing. So we can't even. So happy no, you birthday don't. to no, don't, you. Don't do okay, that. no, let's nobody's do that. doing that. No, let's not do that. Is it because of my voice? <laughs> no, no, your voice was good, but we, that was enough there. <laughs> Perfect. So you guys, make sure you send him a happy birthday. A lot of happy birthdays on the chat tonight. Nice. Got, got one from Lee. Thanks, guys. Got one from Lee. Got one from my father-in-law, Brian. He always comes in and hangs uh, out with you. He's him. a great guy. I, I enjoy talking with him every time he comes in. Yeah, man, he is. He, he, he loves fishing, loves you, talks a lot about you. So everybody's saying happy birthday to you on here. I, I don't know if you can see the chat or not. Probably not. But No, definitely anyway. not. Uh, Willis Green says, what's the promo code for iStrike? Willis, I believe you just go on there, and they have like a drop-down menu where you can... I, I, I don't know how it works. You have to so, like get on there and check it out. There, we don't have a promo code through what we're doing, but if you buy in bulk, they're yeah. going to already throw that discount on there for you, up to 40% if you're buying 50 jig heads at a time. And I always tell people, if you're going to buy jig heads, go buy, buy you know, go 25 or 50 jig heads at a it time. It doesn't make sense to buy any less, guys. No, it's such a waste of yeah. money. It's such a waste of money. I mean, if you're fishing once or twice a year, but if you're fishing on a regular basis, you need a lot of jig Just heads. Just go buy them, yeah. yeah. So that's how, you, that's how you save that money on there. Uh, Jordan Nason says, stoked to hear this episode. Um, oh, you know what? I think those guys, there's another person, Pierre, here. He's saying there's a temporary code. Now, iStrike may have had their own sale going on and oh, additional oh, gotcha, gotcha. 15% off and all that. But that's all their stuff. We're just big fans of them and and, and want to tell you, hey, go on there and, and check it out. Yeah, so, definitely check it out. Cool. Well, awesome, man. Well, let's get into this. Let's get into this, man. Let's get into talking let's about some trout fishing with the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> himself Ryan. we've had more buzz about this show than than a lot of shows we're excited to have you on here let's start with the the age-old question of every show how did you get into fishing ryan please tell Um, us i guess my my dad and my grandfather we we just fished um i mostly freshwater fished as a kid um i i grew up on long island surrounded by salt water but for whatever reason Early on, I did a lot of fishing for sunfish and bass and things like that, and I loved it. I mean, I basically begged my parents to take me to any pond to either catch fish or tromp around in the the swamp trying to catch frogs until I had my my driver's license. And from then on, it was on. Like, the second I got my driver's license... I was out there fishing like anywhere every, I could. every day, every afternoon. I mean, any time I could get get away. I mean, I've always done a lot of other things. I skated and I surfed, but like You're pretty in a pretty big band for a while too. I, I I played in a lot of bands when I was younger and and enjoyed doing that. But the one thing that has stuck through with me for my entire life is having a rod in my hand fishing. That's it's awesome. Just, uh, I I don't know why it held on as long as it did, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. You're probably one of the fishiest guys I talk to, like, as far as just going, if I need something, or, or even if I talk to somebody else in the community and go, who do I talk to about figuring this out? They go, oh, man, go see Ryan. Go talk to Ryan. If someone so. asked me top five fishiest people that you know, I would honestly, and this is not because it's your birthday, Ryan. <laughs> this is because this is the honest <laughs> truth. I would, you'd be in the top five you guys fishiest are people make me I know. Blush. Oh, Dude, man. I hope I'd, top I love five. when you blush. <laughs> Here we go. Top five. But seriously, top five fishiest people. I don't I know. know about that, but I appreciate the sentiment. Or at least you seem it, all right? So just <laughs> just rock it. <laughs> yeah, you're putting out the persona, so just own that and keep going with it. I, but I don't want to. I don't want to give you all the credit though, because here's uh, Paul Christopherson. Is that your? It's my father. That's your father. Awesome. He's saying he's proud of you. That's his boy. He's like, I taught him everything he forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so thanks, Paul, for raising such a great fisherman. For we sure. Appreciate that. And a great friend. 
And a great, <laughs> and a great friend, birthday boy. A great birthday. I know. I can just stay on the birthday thing for the rest of the evening. So anyway, what is that in that flask? <laughs> It's a uh, water magic trout juice. Magic. Holy water. This is this is this is what he uses to catch all those trout. So <laughs> anyway, cool deal, man. Well let's uh let's talk about that. First of all, I want to clear something up really quick that I made a mistake on. You sent me a picture, I posted it. I thought it was the ten pound or the nine point seven pound trout or whatever whatever the official weigh in of that trout was. And so I put ten pound trout and we all know social media and people kinda get a little weird and wild. Uh, but that was more closer to like oh, what, an eight pound trout. Is that correct? It was. It was I, I, I'm going to be honest. I never put put a, that fish on a scale because I, I let her swim pretty quickly. So after it could have been a twelve killed. pound trout. We never it, know. It definitely was not twelve. Thirteen. <laughs> it, it was a. Uh, it was somewhere. It was. It was right around eight pounds. Is is my my solid guesstimate? Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. So that was. Uh, and that was this spring. So, and, and, oh, that was this spring. Yeah. And was that also fishing, like wading or walking? Bank it was fishing? on foot. It was okay. on foot, and uh, that fish was caught on top water right at daybreak. Um, okay. I had been fishing since about four thirty-five o'clock in the morning that day, and we caught a couple fish earlier, but that fish came right at light. Okay. So right, yeah. right at daybreak. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Man, that's so sick. Yeah, so that's, solid. That's, Such a that's solid awesome. Fish. Would you say trout fishing is your favorite? Is that your favorite type of fishing? Is that your favorite thing to do? Um, right now, with, uh, with where I am in my life, yes, absolutely. Um, I'd say that that there is no other fish that does it for me around here like that. If The reason I like trout fishing so much is because I grew up surf fishing for stripers in the Northeast, and it is literally the same game. It's There's... Like I can't uh, like. There's literally nothing different about it except for the scale. Instead of fishing, you know, ten and eleven foot rods with three and four ounce plugs or bucktails, you were fishing, you know, half ounce plugs. And but the the locales and the tides and the the pressure changes and all that stuff that goes into it is the same. So I, I luckily had a jump on it moving down here that like it trans all my original knowledge of stripers transferred very well yeah and where are you originally from i'm from long island new york the east end of long island uh grew up in center mariches um get out of here yankee i don't care if it is your birthday (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) um it's it it, where where i grew up is some some of the best striper fishing that you could ever want to have anywhere from fishing in the back bay to fishing inlets and on the beach it's phenomenal i grew up 30 minutes from Montauk. That's awesome. D- David said, hey, I'm just tuning in. What's the topic? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the broadcast, David. The topic is... Uh, gator sp- trout. Gator trout, speckled trout, specks. What else they call them around here? I don't know. Uh, the old uh, snaggletooths. <laughs> the old snaggletooth. <laughs> All right, let's get to the topic. Let's, let's just get, get into the topic we that everyone wants story, to talk about. Man. We want to hear the story. There's a really big trout. A huge a trout. A really big trout that Not, Ryan caught. Was, was it two years ago? Yeah, it was or, two, years, two ago, years ago. Exactly. Um, Just tell us the story. T- take t- us, from, us. The, from the beginning to the end. All right. Well, you got to like interject and like ask questions at some okay. point. because. Okay. Um, so I caught this fish in a place that I've caught a decent amount of big fish. And where's the, that place? Over, over no, the, I'm just joking. <laughs> Over the last, you know, five, six years, I've caught a decent amount of big fish there. Um, I mean, two years before I caught this fish, I 
had a fish what I thought was dead to rights on her side in the current um, that I think would have probably mimicked, if not beat her weight and pulled hooks on her after literally thinking she was mine. Um, and that's just what kept me coming back to the same spot because the spot was handed down to me by some old timers that two of them honestly have passed on. One of them is still around and is and can't fish it anymore because he just can't can't fish that kind of area anymore. He's wow. um, it was passed down to me by some of the best trout fishermen I've ever met in my life, um, and that's why I don't talk about where it is. Yeah, um, it was, it's I was lucky enough to have it handed to me by people better than me to this day that um, I strive to be as good as they may may have been, you know, before they passed on. Um, well, let's talk about what makes a good trout spot like that. Like, what are you, what are you looking for to create this, this area where you could potentially go catch a 10 pound trout? Um, there can be a couple different things, but one of the main things for me is a spot that is a little bit, tends to be a little bit deeper than a lot of stuff. People fish for trout. Um, these fish will hold in. 10 16 foot of water sometimes um holding around structure so they can break that current because usually places that are that deep have have some movement to them um big trout don't eat that much i mean they eat a lot but they eat it in small doses um i've been told and i don't i'm not going to sit here and claim to be an expert um i've been told that and everything i can research on it says that big trout trout over seven eight pounds they don't eat it but every five seven days they want oh, one wow. big meal yeah um and that has a lot to do with a lot of the baits that i throw and even the bait that i caught that fish on i'm, I'm i think that a lot of people would look at some of the stuff that i fish and and consider it bigger than what most people throw for trout um people consider trout fishing a finesse fishing a lot of the times throwing light jig heads and, and, you know, really fluttery baits that sink slowly. And that is right. It's not wrong. Um, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Like there's a lot of ways to catch a lot of different fish. I've caught some big fish on small baits, but I've caught a lot more bigger fish on, on bigger baits, on larger baits. Um, I mean, even like we were talking about, you posted that picture of that one this spring, a lot of people throw, Spook Juniors and stuff like that, a very common bait for speckled trout. Spook Juniors or even um, Skitter Walks. That that fish that you guys posted for the for the picture of this podcast was caught caught on a full size spook, the three hook style. Um, it's it's a big bait. It's five and a quarter inches, I think. Oh wow! I mean, um, it it dwarfs a Spook Junior. Yeah. You know? um, so I think that that gets you a lot more bites, but you were asking about spots. So yeah, like what we'll get back to, to that. Um, for, yeah, we'll definitely get back to baits and any that's good, wherever it yeah. goes is good. But yeah, yeah, what makes you're so you're jumping into, you know, depth is a big thing for those bigger fish. I think that that places there's there's two things and it depends on time of year. There's so much to it that like that. That fish, my my the biggest fish I ever caught, the biggest trout I've ever caught was caught in a spot that. Is probably depending on where you are in your cast. On the top of your cast, you're probably in 18 foot of water. And the end of your cast, you're probably in six. It's got a steep gradient. 
and how deep do you feel how, how far off the bottom do you feel like your bait is when you're getting bit in the I try I try to I try to bump bottom through my whole cast. Okay. I, I don't want to dredge it but I want to picking it I, up. I want to feel that it. I want to feel a little bit of bottom through my whole cast. Trout tend to sit on the bottom looking up. That's unless like it's slower current where they can kind of be up in the water column and and do that kind of stuff and I and I'm not going to lie and say I haven't seen them do that in this spot. Like I've seen, I've seen shrimp in this spot where those fish are sitting there in 16 foot of water feeding on the surface. Yeah. Wow. So it, you got to adjust totally to the conditions of yeah, that, that sure. particular night. But um, to get into that particular night that I caught this fish, um, to be honest, I had a, a really bad night that night up until I caught that fish. I think I caught one fish before that night. That fish. Oh wow! Um, but you must. Suck. I fished. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I fished about four, four spots before I got to that spot that night, and I almost didn't go there that night. I fished all around a lot of my my more local spots. That it was pre-storm, prefrontal kind of kind of deal where. I think we were like three or four days before a full moon, which is right where you want to be. I don't like fishing on a full moon, but I like fishing three days before, three days after. Okay. Um, I honestly don't like a full moon. Like I usually like fishing a new moon better. Um, fish, especially in these situations where you're fishing on foot, fish are a lot more comfortable around a new moon because it's dark to get into shallow water. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah. and I and I'll, I'll preface this also by saying say I that again. Repeat that. That again? So I like fishing a lot more around a new moon than I do a full moon. Full moon, I think, is a boat fisherman thing. And I've had great nights on foot around a full moon. But fish in general feel a lot more comfortable under the darkness of a new moon getting into shallow water where you can reach them on foot. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, That's good information right there. I, I really, really, really feel that you can... Uh, and like I said, it, it, there's all... There's always going to be exceptions to the rule, but do I concentrate around a new moon more than I do a full moon? Yes. Um, but that particular night, like I said, I fished for almost four hours before I even got to the spot that I caught that fish at. I knew that I had this thing in my mind that I needed to fish that night because of conditions and anyone that follows that kind of stuff follows your, your pressure drops and spikes and, follows your moon phases and your tide phases and your temperature changes and frontal conditions and all that stuff, you get those feelings. In, in this particular evening, was it like, you said it was pre-storm conditions. Yeah. So was it was it like a chill in the air, a little cold snap? I mean, or is I it... caught that fish. I th I, if I remember correctly, it was November 22nd. It was already oh, cold okay. out. Okay, so it was already cold, yeah. It was already chilly yeah. out down here, you know, for North Carolina anyway. It was yeah. chilly out. It was 75. Um, but <laughs> it was... The next day. It was... <laughs> You know, it was getting, there was going to be a, a good little snap and some, some, even for that year, two years ago, we didn't have a really cold winter. Um, it wasn't terribly, um, cold out at that time, but it was going to snap cold the, over the next couple of days and they'll feed ahead of something like that. Like, okay. Travel, like especially big fish will get down because big trout, just like any other big fish, in my opinion, they're lazy. They don't want to work for food. They don't, they, they, they want to, like I said, they feed every five to seven days. 
they want to eat one big meal and be done. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you go to the restaurant, it's not like you go back in the kitchen. Do you want one? Do you want one shrimp? I was. Do you want one shrimp or do you want a filet mignon? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, I had a feeling about the night. I'm not going to say that I didn't. I definitely had a feeling about the night. I happened to after after being discouraged after fishing about four or five places. Um. I called a buddy and said, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? And he said, I am at so-and-so. And I said, cool, I'll be there in about 35 minutes. It was 35, 40-minute drive to where, where I caught this fish. Um, he was at North the spot. North or south? No, I did. I'm just messing. So <laughs> I said, you caught anything yet? He said, I had one about six pounds about, about an hour ago. Dang. I said, all right, cool. I drove up there, and... The person I'm talking about is a man, uh, a guy named John Workman. He's a really good friend of mine, and he's been there for two really important nights of my life in fishing. In, in fishing, to, and we're not like super close; like we kind of just coming in and out of each other's lives. Yeah, but he's been there at for the two perfect, very at the perfect times, at perfect moments. It's kind of weird. Are these both fishing moments? Yeah, they're both okay. fishing moments. One of them was him putting that fish that I'm talking about in a net for me. The other one was him saving my life one night. <laughs> <laughs> Those are equally important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so uh, I drove up there, and me and him started fishing, and um, tide's ripping. It's it's an incoming tide at this spot. It uh it rolls through this place. I'd say it moves four to five knots through this place in sixteen to eighteen foot of water. It it moves. Yeah. You know, you a ca- whole cast lasts. 10 to 12 seconds. Wow. You're putting a bait out on the bottom. The fish, and I'll tell you right now, the fish was caught on a five inch storm bait. It was caught on a storm swim shad. That's what the fish was caught on. It hangs next to the picture of the fish in the shop. Uh, Like a lot of people are so secretive about what they catch fish on this, that, and the other thing. And I think that's kind of BS. Like I want people to go catch fish. I'd love for someone to go catch a 10 pound trout tomorrow. It it ain't going to hurt my feelings. For sure. Yeah, it'd be exciting. You know, that's yeah. not, that's, uh, I think that that ego that's in fishing these days is something that needs to be left behind. Um, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to step up my ego on my 60 plus pound black drum I posted. <laughs> yes, sir. If you think you can beat it, bring it and I'll give you a cup. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've always wanted to go catch one of those big black drum. I've heard about them for years. I mean, because Dude, I'm, about I'm to part make, of this loop, I'm I know ba- I'm about to where make it was you, caught and everything. I'm but... about to make you sick right now. Because that was my first black drum. <laughs> that was it, literally. And I caught a bunch of little ones that day. Oh I kept banging gosh. little ones. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh. So wh- I think one of the coolest part about the, the, that fish that, that I caught is that I'm pretty positive. Not 100% positive because I'll never know. I'm pretty positive that that fish gave me two shots that night. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm basically swinging a big... Storm Shad, the same way you swing a grub through any rip or a mural or through any rip trout fishing. So hold on, let's pause right there because I, I don't have that experience. So can you explain yeah, you that? <laughs> well, you, you swing flies through rips for, okay, sp- so, for trout, don't okay, you? Okay, I understand that then. Okay. Yeah. So, but so what, so what re- I'm saying is like, explain it for the people that don't yeah, understand the swinging like of your, the bait. Okay. Yeah, like the swinging. So how, you're, how you're setting yeah. up where you're casting in the current where it's in. Okay. So when you're, when you're trying to swing a bait through, through a piece of water that you're trying to fish, Basically, you're casting up current and trying to stay tight with that bait, tight enough that you know when it hits the bottom. Okay. You're casting up current. 
So if you're if your current moving right to left, you're casting to your right on a 45 usually, roughly. I mean, this is going to vary, but roughly on a 45, you're going to throw your bait out. You're going to let it sink till it hits the bottom. You can come tight with that bait and swing it through that that rip in front of you or and it's hard I, I mean, I could get into explaining what a rip is, but swing it through that piece of water that you're trying to fish. Through the current, yeah. yeah. So swing so, it through there. And at a certain point, once it gets past you, because of that current and the lift on of hydrodynamics, that bait's going to come off the bottom and be out of the strike zone. Oh, gotcha. So you're trying to pick apart pieces of water in front of you, and you can move along a specific piece and make different casts to pick apart that little piece of water. And you can make shorter casts to get closer to you, longer casts to fish out here. You know, You can do a little bit of all of it to pick apart that piece of water in front of you. So, so when you're on that retrieve, on and, and when you're talking about the kind of bait that you're fishing with in particular that night, just because yeah. just because you mentioned it, yeah, are you just keeping your your line tight and letting the current do the do the work, or are you like it's varied? Doing it's very very varied because in the beginning of your cast, you don't have any restriction from top from the current against you. True. So you're kind of have to impart that action with your reel okay. or your rod tip, depending on what kind of bait you're fishing. The second you get past it, past yourself, like past your 12 o'clock in front of you, you have to slow down because any more that like once there's resistance and that's all feeling with when it's over here, you don't have to do as much. I got the second it passes, you have to slow down or I I did that backwards. When it's over here, you have to do more. Yeah. Once it passes you down current, you have to slow down and do less. So it's, if you if you're doing the same exact retrieve through your entire retrieve, you're messing up. Like, oh, gotcha. You have to think about every part of every cast you make. I always say, like, one of my biggest things in fishing is that we have so little control over what we're doing in this in this atmosphere. Like, you literally don't have control of almost anything. You have control of the rod and reel you're fishing, the line you're fishing, like I always tell people, like don't ever go to a spot and fish a leader you fished yesterday. It's thirty cents. Tie a new leader. Be in control of what. I never heard that before. That's good info. Yeah, really good info. Be in control of every aspect of what you're doing that you can. They're, they're little things, but they make all the difference. I mean, I. How many of us have hooked a big fish and broke it off? Because of something that you probably did wrong. Mm-hmm. My thing is hooks. Like, I need to replace hooks way more than I do. The amount of fish I lose on mirror lures and topwater plugs because like, of not changing hooks. No, yeah. And that's a hundred percent true. It makes a hundred, like, it's a huge difference. Like, I mean, there, and there's certain hooks out there. I mean, I could tell you what I fish, uh, like, for certain things. Like, if I, if I at all think that I messed up something, like, if I snag, like, say you, you're fishing a jig head through a rip, like we we're talking about, and you snag it for a second, you snag it just a little bit, and you go like this, and you shake it off, and you get your jig back. Luckily, you know, you, you didn't lose what you were fishing. You reel it in, and you feel your leader. A lot of people are like, oh, that ain't that bad. Ain't that bad is too much, okay. in my opinion. Well, what pound leader are you fishing when you're fishing these big fish? Um, I don't fish anything over 15. Anything over 15, okay. Um, that fish that I caught, the, my big fish caught on 12. Um, 90% of the time I fish 12. Okay. Um, 
trout are really finicky, especially in clear water. I mean, the night that I caught that fish, I didn't need to be fishing 12. Um, it was, the water wasn't super clear. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't think I, I fish long leaders. That's one thing I will say about leader. I don't yeah. fish anything under six foot. Usually I fish about eight foot a leader, um, for trout, especially when this water's clear there. I've, and anyone that says that leader size doesn't matter. I think you're wrong. Um, I've personally seen it next to me, you know, me fishing 12, the guy fishing next to me, fishing eight and fishing the same lore, fishing the same way, getting him getting stomped and me getting no love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, couple, and, couple and, of people in the chat want to know if it matters with Floro. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that brand matters that much. I'll tell you that I fish Seaguar. I fish Seaguar Blue Label. Um, but, and I used to fish Yozuri for years, and I don't dislike Yozuri. It's a little bit stiffer than what I've decided I wanted. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's yeah, it. Man, that's all, that's all good information. And I, and I like the, and you know, I knew that about fly fishing, what you're saying. So I understood that about the, you know, fly fishing as far as, you know, casting out a 45 and kind of working different pieces yeah. of water. But, you know, moving here and fishing with like jigs and lures and top waters, I don't yeah. even think that way. I'm like, oh, this will do whatever. But you work it the same way. So it's that's the a, same that's way. A good, yeah. That's a good it's way to think of that. It's all about picking apart pieces of water. Yeah. Which I, I don't think people, I mean, I don't do that. I mean, I, I haven't done that. Yeah. You know, the first time I ever heard about like, oh, fan out and, and fan out this piece and this piece and this piece and this piece was when I moved to the coast. Otherwise, you know, I'm fishing the six to eight foot right. creek in the mountains so i'm like i'm fishing this whole thing well it makes day, it fun so. too when you walk into a spot and you're like oh make five casts on it they're not in there like when you're on foot you're like all right i'm gonna pick apart every inch well of that's this. a really good point because i i do fish out of a boat i mean i own a boat and yeah. i fish out of other people's boats and i think that a lot of people fish on the trolling motor and i think that's wrong um what about I, spot lock Spot looks fine. You just want to be stationary. I just want to be stationary. Yeah. I want to get at the angle that I want to be at. I If I'm fishing out of my boat for trout, 97% of the time I fish on the hook. And by that, I mean I'm, on, I'm anchored. Yeah. Um, I, I like getting to a spot and picking it apart and knowing that I have given my due diligence to that spot that there isn't a fish sitting there that I missed. Now, do you pick it apart with different types of lures? Absolutely. Of course. So okay. I'm going to fish. I, I, I guess there's always the, the, the three main things in trout fishing. You have your jig in, in soft plastic, you have a suspending bait and you have a top water. Um, once it gets cold out, the top water goes out the door. Um, okay. A lot of people can say, will say that you can fish it a little bit later than I do. And they're people that I respect. Yeah. People that, that I think are significantly better than I am at this. I don't have confidence in it. And I think that that's a big part of it too, is fishing baits that you have confidence in. Um, but at the same time, not pigeonholing yourself to not trying new things. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it's a hard thing to, it's a hard line to not say, this is what I know of it. So I'm going to stick with it. But like I said, you want to be confident, but at the same time, I've caught fish on baits that like I, th I had a good feeling about, but I had no confidence because I'd never thrown them before. Oh, gotcha. Um, I feel like we like people need to people get stuck in their ways. I fish with a lot of 
a lot of older guys um, that have been fishing around these parts for lo- way longer than I have that like they see what I do and they're like, you know, they're like, I'm going to fish this, you know, this grub, whatever it is. And there's, there's people that I've, I truly respect as, as fishermen around here that have taught me, you know, a wealth of information Yeah, that they're so stuck in their ways that they won't branch out and, and try different things. Like things change. There's, there's, you know, there's new baits coming out every year things that get me excited about, about fishing. Like one of them being like the new Z-Man uh, diesel minnows and the five inch, even the seven. They're awesome baits. Those, um, those five inch they, diesels. They swim really pretty. I do. Um, that little bit of float. I, like I them. said earlier, I like big, big stuff, like stuff that people would I consider like a little bit. I like big baits and I cannot lie. I, exactly. All right. So let me, <laughs> let me jump in right here. So you get to the, we're going to jump back into the story. I want to finish the story real quick. Yeah, and then yeah, I want to pick your it. brain about, about, you know, approach, tackle, all that good stuff. But so you get to the, you get to the bridge, your buddy called a six pounder and you start fishing. You're swinging that bait. Let's talk about the bite. How long were you fishing at this spot beforehand? And okay. how, did, how, just tell us everything. Yeah. Okay. So, so I've been fishing at the spot for probably, probably six years. If I had to guess. I mean that night, that night. Oh, that How long night. Were you, like you get to the spot, and I probably had an hour in it. An um, hour in it, okay. and I caught a fish earlier that, like, probably about fifteen minutes into that night. That was probably, you know, solid four pound fish. You know, good solid fish. Um. So I, I mentioned this earlier. I think that fish gave me two shots that night. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I the whole time. So when I got there. Todd was just starting to come in. The perfect timing. Someone just said, what was the tide doing? It was just starting was- to come in and that's in that spot. And I'm going to go off topic for one second because of something that people ask me all the time. People always ask me, what's the best tide to fish for trout or what's the best tide to fish for redfish moving. Yes. And also every single spot you fish is different. Mm, gotcha. I mean, I'm talking that spots in the same creek a hundred yards apart could fish better on different tides. Yeah. Wow. And that's one thing that people don't talk about. Like, like this point in a creek could fish really, really, really good on a falling tide where this point in a creek could fish really, really good on a rise. That's time spent. You, yeah. you don't learn that stuff without fishing. Yeah. Like, um... And fishing that spot more than once. Just because you don't catch a fish on a spot that you heard catches fish, go back. Fish it on six different pieces of tide. Wow. Man, I love your philosophy in the way that you, you kind of think about it. Because I think a lot of people are just like, eh, I went and fished that spot and uh, you know it didn't produce, so I'm never going back. But you're like, no, man, go back, try different baits, try different this, change your leader. I mean, it sounds like work, but if you want to be good and you want to land it, a 10-pound trout or you know one of these gator trout, it, it seems like you got to go out there and work. put in the time and, and really and, and figure that out. So I really you know like that part of your, your mentality to go, hey, this isn't just fishing but this is like an art really like right, you know right. essentially it sounds to me like you approach it as like a project like i'm going to build a house i'm going to build my system and, and I, I really try to like i really think about a lot of the aspects and that that I, I think that i don't think that people don't think about them i think that they don't give them enough thought 
So would you say you think it would be better for someone to, if they've got some good trout spots, would it be better for them in a fall, you know, fall winter scenario to be like, all right, I'm going to take these three spots. I know these are productive spots. I'm going to fish these three spots really hard this year, different tides, different times. Or would you say, Hey, let's hit, I'm going to hit as many spots as I can this year and fish a bunch of different stuff. I, I think I, Judd, I think me and you have talked about this before. One of my, one of my favorite pieces of advice I was ever given by anyone in fishing is that in, when I started seriously fishing and this was back home, back in New York for stripers, I was told by a guy that's been doing it forever. He said, man, and this is when the internet just started getting yeah. in on fishing. And like, I know we're sitting here on the internet talking about this, but, <laughs> but the internet has internet. done great things for fishing and has done terrible things for fishing. Yeah. And it's created a lot of people that's that, that report chase. And I uh, gotcha. And I like, I've learned over the years to not do it. And, and to create my own reports, to to know to be reporting to no one but myself, yeah, and my sense. and my friends. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm gonna tell. I mean, me and Judd are close. Like, I'm gonna t- like if I'm doing something, I want him to know about it. I want, I want like my my close people to know what I'm doing. But don't like what the the piece of advice I was talking about is that I w- I should take pick three spots. And fish them for two years and don't fish anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, we had Dave um, Dave Flat on the show. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what episode it was, like two or three or something like that. And um, and so, yeah, man, go ahead. Go for it, dude. And so, anyway, so we, we had him on the show, and he said he fished, I think, one um, one creek for like, I, I want to say it was a couple of years or something. Yeah, crazy. he like wanted to year, just learn that creek really, like really, that. really well. So, I think that's good. Well, hey, Ryan had to step out just for a second, uh, but I want to take this time just to tell you, you guys can have an opportunity to win this, not exactly this one, because I've been drinking out of it for like a year, but... Uh, a speckled trout. A speckled trout, 20-ounce tumbler. So this is a stainless steel tumbler. Uh, comes with a lid, all that stuff um, that my wife digitally painted. Uh, you can check these out at fishtumbler.com, which is a website we own and sell these fish tumblers off of but we're going to be giving one of these away and how you win it is to share this broadcast so um just wherever the share button is on your screen there just share it let people know um hey they're talking about speckled trout yada 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 and and go from there so uh, you'll have an opportunity to win that all you got to do is share we're going to pick a winner at the end of the broadcast so anyway ryan just jump back in here so we're going to get back to talking about uh, his fishing we're, strategies for speckled trout. We're so ADD. We keep trying to get to this story, and we're all like jumping into these different little segues. We're like, "Oh, good question, good question." Good oh yeah, because you know when you're thinking about it, you're yeah. just like, "Oh man, I'm thinking yeah. about it." For here, sure, so. for sure. We should. Can oh. you guys hear? Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that was go. weird. Yeah, yeah. I Sorry, hear myself for I a second. To, I had to turn down there for a second. All right, so I guess what I was saying is that that particular fish, and I'll never know the truth about it. But so basically, I had been there. For about 15 minutes, um, I was throwing a four-inch storm, which is a smaller version of what I actually caught that fish on. And I was fishing that bait because it fishes better when you know in a slower current in that depth of water. That's something that you got to think about too. Just because you're fishing, say, a three-sixteenths ounce jig head for an hour on a tide, an hour later you might need to go up to a quarter. You might an hour later than that need to go up to a, a to a three-eighths. Having all those jig heads in your arsenal to to pick apart that same piece of water is really important. Yeah. Well, yeah. So at a certain point that, that four inch bait 
I wasn't feeling the bottom that I wanted or the, the way I wanted to feel it. The current was started moving pretty good. Um, like I said, we were right before a full moon, about four days. So you're already starting to get big tides. Tides moving faster than it would normally move. And I went in my box and picked out a, another five inch bait. It's going to be a little bit heavier. It's going to hold in the current the way it was with that four inch bait an hour ago. Um, about the third cast with that five inch bait, I got stomped about as hard as I've ever had what I thought was a trout eat a bait and I swung and missed. Mm. Um, and I turned to my buddy, John, and I said, John, if that was a trout, that was the hardest bit hit I've ever had out of a trout in my life. And at this point I had caught, I, I'd caught a couple six and a half, seven pound trout. And was, was this the moment that he saved your life from jumping off whatever structure you're fishing off of? <laughs> no, cause I didn't, we, we, had, we had also caught like one or two, um, redfish that night. And a redfish will eat a storm bait pretty hard too, and um, it's not uncommon to catch a redfish in this spot. Oh, gotcha. So, gotcha. I mean, it it does happen. You know, I've had I've had I've hooked 30, 35 inch redfish in this spot, and had them hurt my feelings because there's a <laughs> lot of pilings. Yeah. In this spot and stuff like that. So, because of I I knew exactly what I had done on that cast for th- three, maybe four, if I remember correctly. Casts, I did the exact. I cast it to the exact same spot. I counted it down. I swung it through that same piece of water that I got that bite that hurt my feelings a couple casts earlier. And it was either third or fourth cast later. Um, and I was very focused at this point uh, because, yeah, of, because of this. Um, I got another bite and I swung and connected. Oh, and I got goosebumps right now. And um, tell the story well. That fish did everything more than any trout has ever tried to do to hurt my feelings that night. Um, so the spot that I'm fishing, that I caught this fish in, um, there's pilings within um, the top of your cast uh, on a on a short cast. Like I I could lay a cast well over these pilings where you're where I'm throwing. So I caught him about halfway between. I, I, I hooked this fish about halfway between me and those set of pilings. Um, I've never had a, a trout make a thirty foot run. That one did. <laughs> Golly! I when I stuck her, the first thing she did, she shook her head once. Like I stuck her, and it was a big thump after I stuck her, and then she just left like a constant thirty foot run. Rod bent over, just. Didn't stop. Did you immediately think it was a redfish yeah, at that point? Say, yeah, yes, that's my question. Yeah. I did yeah. because we had caught two redfish that night yeah. earlier. Um, but oh my god, it stopped right there after that run. That I knew I was getting close to the pilings, but I knew I wasn't in them. And I made a good half a crank on my on my uh, my drag because I even if it was a redfish, I didn't want to break it off. Yeah, like I'd rather right. land that fish and release it and not leave it with a with a bait in its mouth. So I, I gave it one good half a crank and I put some pressure on her and all I felt was giant head shakes. Just my rod tip like trout will do this thing, especially when they get over five pounds where they'll stem tide. And by stem tide I mean they'll sit in the current not moving. Like your rod tip will stay mm-hmm. in one place. 
and your rod tip will just go like this. It'll go, doom, 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 doom. Yeah. And that's just them sitting I in one the place, <laughs> just shaking their head. We, always, me, and the guys that I fish with, always call it the Brown Town Shakedown. <laughs> the Brown Town Shakedown. <laughs> I don't know why we call it that, but it's been in I our know vocabulary why, it's a for a great long, name for it. It's been our vocabulary for a long time. That's um, awesome. They they just shake their head real hard and they stem tide. They don't come up to the surface. They don't do a whole lot. Yeah. And that's when my mind changed and I said, I think, I really think that's trout. And I told John, who was fishing about 20 feet away from me, so I'm going to need a net. I don't carry a net on me very often. I do since that night. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you do now. Um, oh, my goodness. So... I usually land my fish by hand. I, I mean, I always have and never carried a net on me before. And I guess when you're fishing 12 pounds test and big fish, you really want a net. So I started fighting this fish a little bit more easy. Like when I really thought it was a trout and I'm not going to say that I knew it was a trout until it was in the net. Cause I did not Yeah. So I fought this fish and I fought this fish and she ran against the tide after this, not ran, like not took line, but she turned around and went against the tide up current. And that's when I really thought she was a trout just because the way she was acting. And there's a cra- old, old, old crab pot buoy in this spot that sticks up. And I felt my line go around her and around it. And I was like, here we go. I got, I got, I mean, it's either it's do or die at this point, and I just big side pressure on the fish. I just laid my rod tip over the over the water the other direction, and I turned her, and John stepped in between me and the fish, and slid and I slid her in the net. Wow. Um, I John like I just lived that moment. John was standing in between <laughs> me and that fish. God, I wish I'd been there. I remember. I'll never forget it. I said, "Is it a red fish?" He said, no, it's a fucking trout. (laughs) (laughs) And he turned around and handed it like he had the net. He didn't even have the net like by the handle. He had the net by the ring on both sides and handed me my fish. Wow. And I I grabbed the net and I looked at it and I didn't say much for a good five, six minutes. I've been hunting that fish for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she wasn't 10. She, I didn't break double digits that night. I will someday. Oh yeah. I, I, I have confidence that someday if I keep doing what I'm doing, I will, I will break see, that 10. see double digits. Well, dude, you're like hunting after these fish. Like someone hunts after like a, like a, like a murderer or something, man. Like you're like a detective, like a murderer. I was expecting some these... wild game animal. <laughs> I don't want to be a murderer. A murderer is, is, no. is legitimate though. Yeah, Can no. I be a detective instead of a murderer? No, you are the you're detective. You're the detective yeah, hunting the murderer. Sure. Okay. Like okay. You're, you're, you're like hunting the serial killer. The swim or bait murderer. Um, <laughs> so the case of the swim bait murderer. So <laughs> that's a different podcast. We're going to start next week. I, uh, I remember like I, we took about, after I I looked at this fish in the net for a couple minutes, I finally had the courage to put my hands on it. And I picked her up out of the net, and I, I looked at John, and I said, I got to go home. I've I've caught a, a, a decent amount of fish that are, you know, over five pounds. Like, you know, over five-pound trout, citation trout. Um, I don't... I, I let them go 90% of the time. I think I don't think I've ever killed 
a fish over five pounds other than that fish. And I did because it was in a tournament and I don't have a live well when I'm on foot. Yeah. Uh, that's not true. I killed one last year over five pounds for a tournament too, but it was like five and a quarter pounds. Oh, um, but I literally drove after this. We have a couple pictures of that fish fresh out of the water. I wish I had them on my phone right now, but I don't. Um, maybe maybe we can get it and post it after the yeah, show sometime in the next couple fun. days. I'll, I'll get fun. you guys a picture of it. I might have to block some background out of it, but um, it's. Oh yeah, I forgot it has the background. <laughs> we can blur some background. Definitely send that to me pre-blurred. No, I'm just messing with. <laughs> we'll it. blur it for you. Um, I I I drove with that fish in a bucket for almost I caught that fish by the way at uh I remember getting in my car and it was 12:14. That's how much much I remember this night. It was 12:14 when I got in the car. 14. <laughs> like I remember starting my car with the fish in a bucket on no ice. And knowing that I didn't want to lose any weight out of this fish. And I drove for almost 40 minutes before I found a gas station open. Wow. 35 40 minutes. And I found ice, and I packed ice around that fish in the bucket and packed ice around its tail in the front seat of my car, no cooler. <laughs> I drove home, and I woke up my then fiance, now wife, and said, you got to come see this fish I caught. <laughs> and she came out, and she looked, and she was like, oh, that's a big fish, and she went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I stood in my kitchen with the cooler open with that fish on ice, by this time, it was probably two in the morning. <laughs> That's awesome. And I drank about six beers, staring at this fish in my in, in my in my kitchen. And I fell asleep for about an hour because I knew that I had to be at the shop to weigh the fish by seven. I had it off the next day. Oh yeah. And uh, I went and weighed it, and that that's when we got the official weight on the fish, and that was the whole. That's Man. basically the whole thing. Did story. you win the year? Did you win the tournament that I year? I won the tournament nice. that year. I nice. did. I did. And that's yeah. really what it's all about. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. He's like, no, that's not what it's all about. So, so dude, you took this. So, here's the interesting part because I love drama. And then we got we got some great questions. Take the questions away after this, too, Billy. Yeah, we'll do, yeah, we'll do some great – we'll do some questions here. Love this story, man. Love the way you put it together. I, I felt like I was, like, in that moment. like Oh, I was totally in the moment. I was holding this a cup like, this is the truth. <laughs> no. um, so, dude, I want to know the reaction of everybody because you work at Intercoastal Angler. What was the reaction when you walked that thing in there and showed it to – all these dudes you work with, your friends with, you talk trash and smack with, what was their reaction from your perspective? Because I'm sure they'll have a different perspective. I guess they might have a different perspective <laughs> than me, but I, I think that um, all the guys close to me, um, you know, Ben at Intercoastal, Andrew that works with us, um, Arlen, all, all those guys, like, they know how much I care about this stuff. Yeah. I, I think they were as happy for me as as anyone could be, you know, like, um, I was pissed when I saw it, <laughs> but it was like, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I'm, I'm, I mean, Judd knows me fairly well. I'm not the braggadocious type of person really. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm like as humble you as just I come. talked an hour about the biggest fish you've ever caught. What are you no, dude, I'm just I mean, well, you guys, <laughs> because we begged him to, and, we, yeah, and we, staged you up for it. Um, like I, I mean, I'm proud of that fish. I'm not going to sit here and tell Dude, you. I'm you not 100%. Like, um, 
but I that fish means more to me than most I've ever caught. Yeah. Um, I literally had the day off and stood in, in the shop and with a, like, I wasn't at work. I shouldn't have been doing this, but <laughs> like literally like drinking beers and telling people to look at in the cooler out front. Like, <laughs> like I opened that cooler. <laughs> you want to see, and I did. You want to see something life changing. Open that cooler. <laughs> I mean, it boggles my That's mind awesome, how, how, how thick that fish is. Yeah. Like, I I mean the 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 like the benchmark of a big trout is thirty inches, and a thirty inch fish will usually be somewhere around eight to ten pounds, depending on thickness and this that, and the other thing. I unfortunately have never caught a thirty inch trout. And so what was the what was the measurement on this one? Twenty nine and three quarters. Oh man, <laughs> dude, perfect. But that's, that's, even, that's even that's even like one of, one of my close buddies that I that I respect as a trout fisherman, my buddy Lee, caught a thirty-one inch fish that year in the tournament that went eight eight. And I bet it was still the the happiest day of his life too. Huh? It's one of the biggest trout I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, around here. Wow, that's I've crazy. seen pictures of bigger ones, but like, there's guys out there that do the same thing I do. Like, we we. we our, our thing is no bugs, no boats, which means no shrimp on foot. Just on foot. Yeah. So, dude, yeah. say if I'm going on foot, man, like, and, and obviously you don't have to tell me any spots or anything, but so if I go, like, do I just go, like, find a creek and get in the middle of it and start walking on low tide? And No, you're looking for very specific stuff. Um, outside bends, in cre- and when you're talking about creeks in any way, outside bends are going to be your deepest water. Um, and you're looking for structure. You're looking for stuff that they can hide behind, get out of the current big trout, especially are lazy. They don't want to work for anything. They want to lay behind a piece of structure that blocking the current from them, that they can literally sit there behind that current behind that rock or hump or whatever it is in the bottom. Yeah. And when something big comes by, all they have to do is go. Yep. And eat it and go back. Grab it. That's all they want. It's just like any other big fish, big Trophy species of a lot of fish, a lot of trophy fish that we fish for. I don't categorize redfish like this because redfish are a weird fish. They are like, weird fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like bass and trophy brown trout and like, you know, speckled trout like we're talking snook. about. Snook. They, they're they lazy. Stripers especially. Like yeah, so there's lazy. Lay, laying behind the, a lot of fish that feed cities. in current. Yeah, a lot of fi- yeah. that's a good point. That's, yeah, a lot of a, trophy really fish good. that feed in current. Yeah, they they're they're ambush predators in current. Um, they're lazy. Um, I think flounder are very similar in that way. Yeah, for sure. Here was a good question I saw. It was by Dan Avan. He said, "What is the smallest you'll go on a bait when you're targeting when you're really just targeting you know a five plus pound trout?" Um, one of my favorite baits for, for trout in general, um, all around and it's a great search bait. Um, and I've caught some big fish on it, um, would be a, a trout trick. Um, the original, not the, not necessarily the original, but that same size, the, not the swimming ones, right. but the, uh, the full size trout trick, um, Just the little soft stick bait. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Bait, like you said, it's basically a, it's basically a trick worm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when I first saw that bait, I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. And then 
by the end of that season, me and one of my buddies were ordering by hundred packs before you could get even get them in shops around here. Jeez. So, I I, I tend color to f- preference, mood ring. I, mood and ring. I, I honestly tend to fish the original more than I do the yeah. Z-Man one. The uh, who makes the, the original? Is it Trout Trade? They own it now. Z-Man so, owns yes, it. Okay. Z-Man is still making that bait. Um, there was guys out of South Carolina that that started, started. making that bait. Yeah. Um, and they, I believe that that uh, that that uh, that bait is actually the Gambler Shaky Shad mold. Okay. Which is a bass bait. It was a it was a um, a drop shot bait. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. cool. So. Now, are you using any pro cure or anything like that? Any yeah, extra sauce? Uh, I, on my soft, on my soft plastics, I I do fish pro cure, um, especially in two conditions, or not in one condition is what I meant to say. And there's two things that I'll add to this: um, dirty water or rough conditions. If it's windy out, um, sound and scent are big time. So if I'm fishing in the surf, which I do a lot of this stuff in the actually in the surf um if it's rough that night i'm gonna fish a rattle and i'm gonna fish scent i'm gonna help give those fish every chance they can to find what i'm throwing at them yeah yeah and this is what i was talking about earlier with the things you have control of then you you mainly fish in the surf or do you fish like i mean just a little bit fish, wherever you can walk i fish anywhere i can get to safely on foot I'm really, really, really considering buying a kayak this year to get to a couple more places without having to like have the boat with me because it's the boat can be amazing, but it can also hinder you. But if I just want to get to like a point across here, you know, like 300 yards away, I'd rather have a kayak to do that and just be stealthy and paddle over there, pull the kayak up in the reeds and fish that point or yeah. I think that's something that I'm going to spend some more time this season doing. I think yeah. some of the swings you can get on foot in areas when you're fishing that current and, and not be in the water, you know, being loud. I mean, you, you've got you've got way more stealth fishing 100%. from the bank, you know. And, 100%. And you can really make minor moves on foot to adjust your swing just uh, a little bit. And you're literally talking about, like, taking two steps to your left or right. Right, right. And, it's, it's, and what you're saying is 100% correct in my head. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure that you can and that's a nice thing about the spot lock on trolling motors i guess more more so than an anchor is you can pretty stealthily adjust your boat in much smaller um movements than an anchor yeah you know but but you're still you're making noise in there who knows like when you're sitting on a deep trout hole who knows if you pull up there and that spot lock might you know drop those um, fish back five or eight feet because it, of that noise it and, might, and i don't i don't know that it does or does not um so i'm not going to claim to but I know being stealthy with an anchor and dropping an anchor. This is an example of what I, why I think an anchor is better is that, or being on foot is better in that situation where you're trying to pick apart an area is that I've dropped an anchor and made the same swing six times. And I think that dropping that anchor was enough to mess those fish up for 20 mm. minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where they'll settle back in. 20 minutes after you drop that anchor and start feeding again. Yeah. yeah. That, that anchor was enough to mess them up. And I think that people aren't, don't think enough about stealth. Um, I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, even if you're going to use a trolling motor, people will run full speed into a spot and then put their trolling motor down on spot lock where right. personally I'll stop 50 to a hundred yards from that spot and troll a motor up to it. Yeah. yeah. 
a couple comments here. One, Andrew DeMauro, uh said he caught a, a 16-pound triple tail on the trout trick in Mood Ring. So speaking Is of that Mood what he Ring, caught that fish on? That's what he said. He said he That's did, awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. And we posted that on our Instagram if you guys haven't seen that That fish is beautiful, man. Uh, I mean, it's the biggest one I've ever seen caught in North yeah. Carolina. I, I mean, that I know of. I mean, I know I'm sure Joe, there's bigger ones. Justin's but. not going to say this, but we saw that fish days before. No, <laughs> no, we, we didn't see that fish. We, we saw that. a really big triple tail. We did see a big one, but but that was that a monster. Dude, I don't know dude, how big the one we saw was. I don't but, either. Dude, I, was I don't huge. know what the record is here, but I haven't. I mean, I've seen a lot of triple tails. I've never even personally caught a triple tail. I've seen them and tried to pitch st- stuff at them, but never got a bite out of them. Yeah. Um, That's but, one thing to do, right? If you're if you've got a boat and can get in the ocean. Run around, look for fo- floating debris in the ocean. There are so many triple tail moving south right now. The past five times I've albie fished, I've seen at least two or three triple tail there. One day, the other day I saw seven, well, and a lot yeah, of little ones. Dude, but I've been see, I've been running over some good ones too. They're out there, you know, a mile off the beach right now. Two little guys that come into our shop, actually Chris, that works at the shop with us. His son was five miles off the beach yesterday, um, just kingfish and doing doing his thing he's like 14 years old Dude crushes it too man. oh he kills it he's, yeah. he's one of the fishiest little dudes he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with in in a couple of years yeah um he get, just gets after it but zeke he uh he was five minute, miles off the beach and found a piece of refuse just floating out there and he said there was literally over a hundred triple tail on it Jeez. and they caught seven a piece two guys on the boat wow yeah. uh, if you can get wow. out there yeah from that mile honestly probably anywhere out to 15 20 miles but there's fish right on the beach every piece of decent floating something in the water that i pulled up on i lately think it has, has something to do with the storm because even like this time of year you still don't usually see that many around here yeah we yeah. catch them in the river, or not we. I'm, I, I, I say we. I've never, like I said, I've never caught one. <laughs> um, but you see them in the river on like on crab buoys and stuff yeah. like that a lot this time of year, from like August through September. Um, if you're Luke Dene, you catch them in the river. A lot of people, guys, uh, honestly, um, Jeff Wolf is the man at catching those things. He's got oh, that yeah. stuff wired. That's crazy. He catches a bunch of them every year. Um, wow. But then again. Then that might be Jeff a, Wolf has been be fishing episode. that piece of water for 35 years, yeah. and he deserves to catch every fish he catches. Every down there. fish he can, yeah. Uh, here's a here's another good question from Tyson uh, Phil, y'all. You know him? What's up, Tyson? Oh yeah, you know Tyson. Good. He says, "How has the married life affected fishing?" Uh, hasn't changed. Um, we've been together for almost 14 years. Before we got married, oh, she yeah. knows the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys have that. That's good, man. Oh, let's see. You, you so, what would questions? you find more important? There's a question kind of asking about, you know, really good structure or really good current. And I know the ultimate answer is good, you know, current both. and both. <laughs> but if you're, what, what do you think is more important? Structure. Structure. Okay. Absolutely. Cause there's plenty of places that I would consider what I call the desert where it's just flat bottom. Yeah. That have plenty of good current in it that yeah. don't hold fish. That's a really good point. Really um, good way to put it. I'd rather it be slower and have some structure than than have current yeah. and nothing. So let's break down real quick because we haven't we haven't talked about this, but we'll just break it. I don't think we have. If we have, then we won't. But like as far as your your rod size, like tell yeah. us tell us a little bit about your rod and reel setup. And we were right over an hour, so we'll maybe talk about this and then bring it down to a close. That's and, fine. And we'll have you back on another show. Man. I think we definitely so should fun, uh, to um, talk about some other fishiness. I I, I truly. With that stuff, because you are on foot, so you limit yourself, and you might be trying to reach some stuff that maybe the longer your rod, 
if it's the right action for the type of lures you're throwing, the longer your rod, the more distance you're going to get out of it. I tend to fish nothing under seven and a half foot. Most of my rods are eight to eight and a half for doing this type of fish. Um, I really like an eight foot medium light. Um, I fish 10 pound braid to a 12 pound leader. I feel like you get the most casting distance, and the most sensitivity out of it. Trout, other than when you hook a really big one, don't usually f- pull a ton of drag. A trout over six pounds is a different animal. They they tend to fight a lot more like a redfish right off the bat where they will make some fairly big runs and and do some outlandish stuff that you've never felt a trout do before. But I think that you're still never going to put more than five or six pounds of pressure on a fish like that. Um, so 10-pound braid, 12-pound leader, um, eight-foot medium light, 25 to 3,000 size reel. I'm a huge proponent of Shimano reels. Um, I like Lama glass rods. Um, I fish a lot of Lamy and a lot of Shimano. Um, it's kind of what I like. Your wife just jumped on and said he his wife is the best ever. <laughs> that, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's not wrong. Man, it's been so much fun having you on the show. We knew it was going to be It's been a blast, man. We knew it was going to be a fun show and um you know, I like cuz when I come into the tackle shop, I just wind you up and let you rip and give me all kinds of information and I go like I just forgot everything he just said. So, but now I got you videotaped. I got you on tape, so I can go back and, Sit back, and, and take watch notes. it again. Yeah, and go back and watch it again. But man, is there any last couple of things that you want to leave the audience with or our listeners to to say? Hey, I want to encourage you to whatever. I do. I guess. Um, I think that what 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 like the main thing that I want to get on the show about is that like a lot of people don't have boats. A lot of people like. I want to encourage people to get out there and search and find these spots that, that these fish live in and do well. I want people to love what I love. I, I, I think that it's an important community that people get out and do just in fishing in general, that it's not that hard to just go fishing for a couple hours after work or yeah. Yeah. I spend entirely too much time into the night, but you don't need to, to go catch good fish. You don't like, do your research, fish as much as you can, have fun while you're doing it. And also, like I said earlier, we don't have the control of that much stuff. Yeah. Be in control of everything you can. Control That's what like you one can. of my biggest yeah. one of my biggest tips to anyone that fishes for anything is change that leader, tie a new knot, make Swap sure your hook hooks down. are sharp. All that stuff is huge. It's it's one of the biggest things in fishing that people overlook. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's good information. That's good life information. That by is. The way. That is. Uh, just always control what you can. So, yep. man, appreciate you being on the show once again, dude. I, I'm, been such I'm a blast. stoked that you guys had me. It was Happy awesome. Happy birthday again. Thanks, Happy guys. freaking thank, birthday. Thank, thank, how old are you today? I'm going to be, uh, or I am not going to be. I'm 37. 37. 37. That's good, man. That's good. I'll be 33 in a couple weeks. So, I'm right there holding the 30s down with you. Yes, sir. So, totally excited about it. So, yeah, man, appreciate you being on, and we'll, we'll have you on again for I'd sure. I'd love to. Anytime you guys want. Absolutely, man. Well, Joe, there we go, man. 15, episode 15, right here on the Eastern Current. Uh, Next week, we're going to be back if it's October 1st, which I think it is. Man, I don't even know what day today is. is. It's the 24th, so it's the 1st. So we're going to be back on here with Christopher Bush. He is out of, of, of... 
Texas. He um, actually runs a blog and now just started a podcast called The Speckled Truth. I believe I'm saying that right. Yep. Uh, so we're going to be talking about targeting trophy trout. So kind of a continuation. I honestly can't wait to listen to that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know He's, what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. He runs a great, great Gr- website and uh, or Instagram and all that stuff. I follow. I've been following him for a long time now. Dude's yeah. got a lot of lot of 30 inch trout. Dude, granted, yeah. I think they got a few more few more uh, 30 inch trout down there, but yeah. Yeah, um, still yeah. very, very hard to catch a thirty-inch trout yeah. down there. It's not easy anywhere. No. They're they're finicky fish. Yeah, man, get me like Jones into. I know. What are you doing after like, this? What am I doing after this? <laughs> like, let's go. If I could drive, I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got two. We got two cars. We'll make it happen. We do. Um, so anyway, cool, man. Well, we appreciate everybody watching. We're gonna go and give this away right now. Not this Sweet. particular one. I'll send you a new one. Uh, but this is our speckled trout tumbler from fishtumbler.com, a website my wife and I own. Uh, so you can go on there and check out some of the other fish tumblers. We should probably add some more product on there, but it, it was one of those fun things we started. So, um, Judd, can you bring up? I'm who looking up the shares. Shared? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. We got 26 shares 26, here. 26, man. Here we go. Ready? Scrolling back and forth. I don't know if that that's okay. That's like an old western. Cameron Metcalf. Cameron Metcalf. Here we go, man. Shared so, a live video, live me, now. Check them out. Send me your address just here on Facebook Messenger. Uh, you can find me on my profile, either Billy Thorpe or just right through the Eastern Current page, and I'll ship that thing out to you. Get to you here in a few days. Uh, so yeah, man, awesome dude. Well, great show. Awesome show. Anything else going on that our listeners need to know about? No, uh, seriously, though, go go try to catch a big triple tail right now. Lots of triple tails around out there. Lots of triple tail. Trout heating up. Trout is, is going on? trout fishing's really good. The albacore fishing's going on. I see a lot of flounder breaking people's hearts. A lot of <laughs> a lot of big flounder breaking people's <laughs> I see, hearts. I see a lot of them. So, uh, so guys, that is it for us here from Eastern Current. We really appreciate it. Go check out our podcast. It'll be up. I've been trying to upload them every Tuesday night. So you can listen to them Wednesday morning on your way to work, uh, and really important to to subscribe to that to that podcast. Uh, that really helps us out with Apple, and then also leave a review and leave an honest review. You know, if you if you like us, an honest five. Tell us, <laughs> give <laughs> us an honest kidding. five. But if you like us, tell us. If you don't, tell us. And also, if there's somebody that you would like to see us have on our show, or you think would you know be a good asset or a topic or anything like that. Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook, and we will take everything into consideration. We do this show every week at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays, uh, so you can check us out live or, once again, check out the replay either on Facebook, YouTube, or on our podcast. Just search for Eastern Current. And we'll be back next week, episode 16, with Christopher Christopher Bush. It's going to be so much fun, man. It's going to be a Trophy good one. Trophy Trout. It's going to be good. Trophy we'll see you guys trout. next week. Have a great Later. weekend.